three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. This is the real pineapple. This is your humble host Hunter here. Uh, luckily, not hungover after his company's holiday party last night, which yes, hashtag blessed. Uh, but I am blessed for uh, a couple reasons. Uh, one, my lovely girlfriend Alea went with me, and she looked absolutely gorgeous, and we had an absolutely fun time. Uh, but two. I'm joined on the podcast here by someone just as gorgeous. He is. Uh, <laughs> you guys. Oh, you. You, you. you guys know him. You guys love him. He, Twice a day if you let him. True. You can go ahead and check out his podcast on the fly with KJ and OJ. Uh, I will be on at some point in the next couple weeks. Oh, yeah. I'm going to. I'm talking about Morbius trailer for you guys next weekend because that drops tomorrow. Wait, what? The Morbius trailer comes out tomorrow morning. Oh, boy. Yeah, so I can, we can see Jared Little Rune 2. <laughs> Rune 2 character. Oh, boy. So I will have a review for that tomorrow. I'm telling you right now, I, I do not think that movie. It. I don't think there's a universe. I don't think even Earth-12 is a universe where that shit's going to be good. I think it's going to be just like a vampire because it's going to be dead and it's going to suck. But, <laughs> but, but, but. <laughs> But, sorry, OJ, welcome to the show. hey <laughs> Yeah, dude, I, I, God almighty, I don't want to see it, man. Like, Venom 2 comes out this year, and I'm excited for that, because at least I get Venom vs. Carnage and Andy Serkis is directing. And I know, say what you will about the first Venom, we, we both know it's not a perfect film, but we both had fun with it. And I don't see a world where I have fun with this Morbius movie. I, I Yeah, I, I mean... I don't understand why it's even being made to begin with. I don't I, think he's that marketable of a property. Um, I don't know. I just don't know. I mean, maybe they're setting something up for a team up with Venom, but who knows? But but and I know someone out there. I know the listeners out there. It's like we well, said the same thing about Joker. I'm like, yeah, but I also said Joker had fucking walking Phoenix that do it, and walking Phoenix even on his worst day is better than half actors in Hollywood at least. Yeah, and. And, uh, yeah, Joker, he did not have a bad day. He actually had quite an awesome day, unlike Arthur Fleck. Um, but, yeah. But, yeah, he had, he had a couple bad days. But, um, but yeah, Morbius, I will talk about that tomorrow when the trailer comes out. But, uh... The thing is, Jared Leto's not that bad of an actor, man. He's not. You just gotta get him in the right thing. Yeah, I, and look, Dallas Buyers Club, look, he's riding still off Dallas Buyers Club. That's the first thing people say. What about Dallas Buyers Club? It's like, yes, I know, won an Oscar. But again, Halle Berry won an Oscar, and I'm sorry, how many marketable movies has Halle Berry been in? Not named John Wick 3 recently, before anyone says that. Just saying. So, yeah. w- we'll see, but I'm, I'm not excited. But what I am excited about is we're talking about a movie that I flipping a door. We are talking about 1917, and I know we, on the podcast here, we do try to go ahead and build some suspense about, oh, how do we feel about it? I'll just say it right now. I fucking love this movie. No ifs, ands, or buts. I thought this movie was excellent, and the fact that uh, Sam Mendes, who, uh, 
He's proven to be a pretty damn good director, uh, going down his list. I actually had to take a step back and think about all the stuff he has directed that I've really enjoyed. He did this movie, which is very similar to Mary's Story. Um, he did uh, called Revolutionary Road with uh, Leo and Kate Winslet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was him. Damn good movie. Um, don't think it's perfect, but I really enjoyed the hell of that. He also did Road to Perdition, which I totally forgot he did that. I did not know he did Yeah, that. and I'm a huge fan of Road to Perdition. I think that movie is actually very excellent. Uh, he also did Jarhead, too, which is another movie I enjoy. Oh, uh, shit, he did American Beauty? Yeah, yeah. So good that, God. So that's I the, didn't know he did American Beauty. Oh, you Beauty. did not? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I knew he did American Beauty. Yeah, I'm a huge Sam Mendes fan. And, of course, he did uh, Skyfall, which I still think is the second best Craig uh, Bond film, uh, Spectres, and, eh. but, uh, it looked pretty, but, uh, but getting this to 1917, so, he, uh, so Sam Mendes legit, um, hasn't really done anything, he hasn't done anything since Spectre, because he basically put all his time and get 1917 off the ground, and people were kind of like, alright, this is kind of a lot, like, you're, this is what you're wanting to do, and he took this very ambitious, uh, notion of I want to make this film like it's one take essentially and it sounds nuts when you say it out loud that you're going to have a basically two hour film be just one shape uh, one take and I gotta say we, we talked about this after we got out of the theater because I had to go I had to go see like a boss right after. <laughs> <laughs> which, which uh, there is a review up for that now by the way guys if you have not uh, listened to it but I gotta say, man, Sam Mendes, as great of a visual director as he is, the way the cinematography in this worked, technically, this is one of my favorite films I've seen in the last three or four years, at least. Um, as far as a war film, and, and and you and you said this, and this this might be a hot take to some people. You like this more than Saving Private Ryan, personally, yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah, so I've seen Save Private Ryan in the last two years, and I gotta say, man, I'm, I'm right there with you, to, to be honest. And I think the other thing too that people, I would like to say that I don't think Saving Private Ryan is a bad film at all. Oh no! Oh no! No! no. I, so I'm a huge. So I really enjoy the hell out of Saving yeah. Private Ryan. It's, it's a hard film to watch. Yep. But also, like, I think people kind of need to shut up on that because people are like, well, war movies are hard to watch. It's like, well, war is hard to be in. Like, why Like, why should a war film yep. not be that, that authentic? Um, I will say the timing of this movie is unfortunately very timely. If uh, people keep being dumb and making dumb decisions and get us into a war, not mentioning any names, but, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but as far as this movie, though, uh, basically it's a... Uh, it's it, it's almost like a not, not an escort mission. Yeah, but they, but kind of yeah, is. Yeah, but kind of. Yeah. Uh, so delivery boys. Th- th- there you go. So I dangerous have, delivery. Dude, boys. man, this was so. This is like a real fucked up version of that SpongeBob pineapple pizza episode. <laughs> like it's, yeah, it it, it you know, like I pointed out to someone. They're like, that's kind of weird. But no, but honestly, you think about the turmoil of that SpongeBob episode and how dire things kind of get for a cartoon. It's like that, but with war, basically. And I have to give this movie credit for one thing. So, uh, Dean Charles Chapman, um, he was on Game of Thrones. I, as you guys know, I don't watch Game of Thrones. I know you do. Yes, sir. Um, and he played, uh, who did he play on there? He played Tommen Baratheon, who was um, one of the, 
the 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 sons of the uh, king who did well something happens to him. Okay, uh, <laughs> I want to get stop there. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, he he mainly plays a big part in seasons like six and seven primarily, um, mainly six. Okay, but it's a uh, it's a very interesting thing because like it's a lot of it it's a building up because that's the thing about the show like. You know, people can get introduced, but they don't get, like, really th- fleshed out until down the road. Yeah. Um, and his character was one of them. The, the way he, uh, the way his arc ends in Game of Thrones, hmm. did not see that coming, genuinely. Okay. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, it was one of those kind of moments. Kind of the last one that really did that for me. Fair enough. I, so, here's what I will say about this movie. And we both kind of were amazed by this because I think what the temptation of a war film is to cast a lot of big name actors in prominent roles to sell it. Mm-hmm. But Sam Mendes really went the opposite way because Dean Charles Chapman, I mean, all due respect, he's not a, you know, he's not like a household name. Yeah, I agree. Uh, 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 George McKay, it was driving me nuts where I recognized this guy from. He was in Captain Fantastic with uh, Viggo Mortensen a couple years ago. And he was okay. actually really good in that. Um, I can't wait to see what these guys are in next. Like yeah. ju- just off this movie alone, I went, "All right, I'm I'm kind of all in on you guys." And the big thing I have to give uh, the the screenwriter, and I'm real, I'm gonna be keeping my eye on her, uh, 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 Christy Wilson Carnes, uh, I think is how you say her name. So she really doesn't have a lot to her name. She's written a couple episodes of a Penny Dreadful, which I really like that show. Mm-hmm. The fact that this is her first uh, film is fucking absurd to me, to be honest. To, yeah. knock, to knock it out of the park like this just from jump, it's like, oh, okay. Well, with some people that get that 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 one opportunity, man, and they just run with it. Now, yeah, I mean, true. What what's crazy though? She's directing, she's writing, uh, or she's the screenwriter. On uh, Last Night in Soho, which is the new Edgar Wright film. Really? That's why I'm like, okay. Now, if she goes two for two, I'm going to be like, okay. Because you know Edgar Wright. I'm a huge fan of his. Yes. And uh, Last Night in Soho is like more of like a horror film. So I'm really, really, really curious. I also have Matt Smith, by the way. Excellent. It. Yeah, so. Like how he was supposed to be in Terminator Dark Fate. I, 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 or uh, Genesis, yeah. Because when he was the uh, oh no, no wait I was thinking Star Wars he was yeah. supposed to be in that oh Rise that's right Skywalker he was. yeah and yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe he saw a fun maybe he saw an early cut and went I'm good <laughs> just use a TARDIS to get the fuck out of there. yeah exactly but so I she's on my radar now just off this movie alone she damn sure is on it because of the new uh, uh, the new Edgar Wright film but right for this movie. To work as well as it does, because there's not a lot of characters in it. There's not a lot of prominent characters. It's really just about uh, these two. So, where my big kind of like, oh god, I'm a little scared came in was, how are you going to make me care about these guys? And uh, uh, Corporal Blake and uh, Corporal uh, uh, Sheffield, I don't know how you say it, oh, Sheffield, uh, the fact is, I could not have given less of a shit about uh, Corporal Schofield when the movie started. I like Corporal Blake way more. And uh, full spoilers about this movie, but um, we, I kind of need to get that out of the way because of where what we're about to talk about. But Corporal Blake, though, uh, he dies like 25 minutes in. I think it's closer to the halfway point. Was it that long? So the movie, like, I think that's one thing we also got to bring up is how this is paced because 
this movie just chugs right along. Mm -hmm. Does not feel the time that it actually runs. And because even I thought it was thought it was a little soon, but if you remember, not much happens after that. Yeah, like he runs in. There's the scene with the truck, the scene in the uh, ruins, and then the, uh, or not the ruins, but the the, the burned down town, and then, um, freaking uh, 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 the final scene. Yeah, which I think you could chalk up to about an hour's worth, right in there. Maybe I mean maybe a little bit more than an hour, but I think it's closer to the halfway point. Okay. Um, let, let, let's say it is at the halfway point. It's crazy to me that you make a decision like that. Yep. And basically have to go ahead and basically develop a whole new character. Like, not a new character, but you have to develop this character independent of the guy who I was really, like, fond of. And if you make that 180 and accomplish it, I go, oh my god, that's, like, that's a credit to, that's a credit to the screenwriting for, for me. Yep. Um, as far as how this movie starts... Uh, there, and we talked about this too off mic. The fact you don't get a lot of World War One films. No, like you really don't. Like I, I was sitting there thinking about it, and I was like, "Huh, yeah, it's usually World War Two. Like, like I honestly, we probably got more films about the Iraq War recently than we have about World War One. Well, but. you know, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that World War Two was that first major conflict where cameras were really. A bit more readily available. That's fair. Compared to, compared to those like with World War One, like it's primarily pictures. Sometimes you get like really old footage reel that's you know all silent and things like that. But I, I personally think that could have a good amount to do with with kind of where that. I don't want to say love affair. That's not the right term, but that fascination is. Yeah, because like, it, I thought like the infatuation maybe. Cause, yeah, because I think there is an infatuation with war as a concept. Yes, like I, I think we hate like the, like the war itself, but the actual concept of what gets us to war. And I, I mean, you know, this is one of my favorite quotes, man. You know, uh, those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. And again, yep. this that's that that is a very very relevant term <laughs> quote for right now. Where our world affairs are, and and I, I I think that with this film in particular, uh, a lot of the people that you're gonna recognize, I didn't know uh, Colin Firth was in this. I had no fucking idea. I I'd forgotten because I saw the first trailer. I remember like he's in the beginning, but a lot of these people kind of come in, do a scene, almost like classic theater, and peace out. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. But you know what though, I appreciate that because that keeps the focus on the two guys who I. Yep, care about you know, um, Mark Strong is in this. Had no idea Mark Strong's in it, and he was excellent. And it, yeah, it, it uh, DC let him be Sinestro. He's already Professor. What's his name? Don't care. <laughs> let him be Sinestro again. He's the best part of Green Lantern. Just sorry. Anyways, but but uh, he he there's never chance. But Mark Strong being in it though, a his role is actually pretty important. Because basically, uh, the whole plot of this is that they're told, "Hey, uh, we're running into a trap." Uh, uh, the uh, the uh, oh god, what am I playing? The not not the Germans, right? Germans are gonna yes, yeah. Germans were the the ones that yeah yeah like we were one and two. Yeah, basically, it's like, hey, we're walking through a giant trap, which I gotta say, the way they do a great job explaining how the Germans kind of, like, set them up, you go, oh, wow, that's really clever. Like, yeah. that's a really clever way to trap people and just kind of, like, like fish in a barrel. It's like, hey, your brother's part of that platoon. 
uh, we would lose, uh, what, 1,600 men? 1,600 is what I think they said. Yeah. yeah. Like, so you guys need to just, uh, just you two, you know, go. And take these orders to stop the... To stop the next wave. Yeah. And, and so it's a very simple plot, it, it, but it's just like first 10 minutes it goes, yep, this is why you're going, boom, go. And the rest of the movie is them learning about each other, but then learning about themselves. I know how cheesy that sounded, but I don't care. I stand by it. But what what I really do appreciate about this movie is that it breadcrumbs you as far as each character. It gives you yeah. just enough to be invested, but not enough to kind of go... Not, not overly distracting from yeah, what's going on. Yeah, in the movie, in, in, um, so I went and saw this with uh, with uh, Colin. Uh, he's he's dadding it up. That's why he's not <laughs> on this review. But uh, Colin was sitting next to this war vet, and I, I looked over a couple times and saw him. And uh, God, God, God bless him and his uh, his wife and anyone who's who served. But he went ahead and was like, there are multiple points where I looked over and he was gripping his chair. And I was just like, oh, man. And we, uh, when we're walking out of the theater, there's another vet there of his wife. And and he seemed shook. And, and I got to give this movie, it's going to sound terrible, but the fact that this movie hits like that for people um, speaks to the fact that they, Sam Mendes did not nerf this at all. There's a scene where, um, there's a scene later on in the movie where uh, uh, Corporal uh, uh, Schofield is climbing over these dead bodies that are in the Oof. water. And, and, and uh, OJ and I looked at each other like, okay. Like, I don't watch a lot of war stuff. Uh, Band of Brothers, I fucking, I fucking love Band of Brothers. But I remember one of those things about Saving Private Ryan, you know, you've seen limbs and blood and it's like, Oh my god! Like, like it's, it it's funny to me how I can watch something like The Punisher and not really be affected. Like, kind of go like, yeah, get him. But then I watch something like this, and I think it's because you know, so many of these men and you know, so many of these men and and um, and, and uh, yeah, just this, these men. You think about how young some of these people are, yep. you, you know, and, and they do a good job. Uh, there's a point where uh, Corporal uh, Schofield, he basically gets a, a ride from uh, uh, Mark Strong's platoon and they get stuck in this, uh, they get stuck in the mud and all of them get out of the back of the wagon and they're like trying to push it out of the mud and you see the mud like caked on their clothes, which by the way, if you try to walk in with muddy anything, it is a pain in the ass. It's like quicksand. So trying yeah. to push, like, this truck on top of being, it's like, goddamn, guys. You just and, and this is right after his friend is killed. Yeah. And so that is my one. I have two complaints about this movie before we get back to Brady's hand. Uh, Corporal Blake, there's a scene where they are um, they're going ahead. They're on their journey. And this plane... Uh, goes ahead and basically crashes near the in this farm that they're in. And the way Corporal Blake is killed because he goes to go check on the pilot, the fact you don't hear Corporal Blake scream really or anything, like I, I felt the delay in Blake getting stabbed by this guy and Corporal Schofield's response to it. I just found that a little jarring considering how I would feel like there would be a tussle and it didn't really feel like there was one. I was kind of like... Eh, I don't love that, but think he might have been just caught genuinely by surprise. I mean, I mean that's very plausible. Like I just saved your life. Like yeah, I, I mean that that's fair. Could it, probably take a little something for 
you know, granted, like, oh, he won't do anything because I saved his life. Nope, wrong. Yeah, still I mean, the enemy. Yeah, I mean, true, and and I will say it leads to a scene, uh, and, and I and I have to kind of equate it to a Dark Knight, and I I love Christopher Nolan for the scene alone, where uh, uh, Rachel is in the uh, where you know Joker's got a type of the barrels and. Uh, you know, and uh, Harvey Dent's trying to save her, and they go like, "Yeah, basically you can't." You know, she goes, "You know, it's okay." You know, some, and she can't even finish her thought. And, you know, bomb goes off. I love that scene because that's how it would go. You wouldn't get, you wouldn't have the guarantee of being like, "Oh yeah, I have to finish my final Last thoughts." Words. Yeah, to make you feel better. Uh, Corporal Blake, he just kind of dies, you know, and he tells him like, "Like just you know, talk to me as I go." And he's in Kerbal Schofield maybe says a sentence and then just like that, he's gone and you're going, oh shit. I remember just that. First of all, I felt like a weight hit my stomach first off. And again, let's let's say uh, this movie's two hours. Let's say we're at the hour mark. The fact that I was that invested in a character after an hour in. Yeah. And just to see him gone like that, you go, oh wow. Okay. And I remember I got choked up. I mean, OJ... Uh, you know, we make the joke on the podcast all the time. You know, your your, your boy gets emotional sometimes in these movies, and I remember sitting there going, "Son of a bitch!" And just it's just really hurting because it's his brother who's in the platoon. They're going to go ahead and, and yep. make sure that the wave isn't sent. So you're like, "Oh crap!" Okay, so now he can't even tell his own brother. So if Corporal Schofield does get there, he's gonna have to be the bearer of real shitty news of, "Oh hey." Your brother's not here with me, um, which does happen. And his brother is played by a uh, Richard uh, Richard Madden, who uh, I I love that dude. He's actually one of my favorite actors. I fucking love Richard Madden. But he's been in uh, talks as one of the possibilities to replace Daniel Craig. Ooh, I actually I would like that quite a bit. Yeah, I mean it's one of those one of those few choices I definitely don't mind at all. He's on that Netflix show uh, uh, Bodyguard, and it's it's so close to Bond anyway. I'm like it would be a very easy Probably like it's his audition tape. Uh, honestly, yeah, I mean it's a very easy like oh hey uh, so, um, but <sighs> that death scene really a hurt me. B, you realize how dire the situation is. And the movie does a great job. There is some humor scattered throughout this film, which I thought was actually very... Uh, it's never, you know, like, waka waka, but there, there are jokes here and there that helped, help alleviate a little bit because... But it's almost like a trick because, like, the movie will give you a joke. You're like, oh, that's funny. And then it's like, oh, you're walking past, you know, dead bodies or... There's a scene... There's a sniper. Yeah! And, and there's this one scene, oh my god, where after they push that uh, that that wagon out, uh, the, the bridge is, like, compromised, so he has to go this alternate route. And there's this this other, like, bridge. It's kind of, like, part sunk in the water, so he's, like, walking on the rails. And, yeah, that's where the sniper, who's, like, in this, like, almost, like, mini castle, kind of like this tower, is, is shooting at him. And... The way that scene is shot is just, mwah, it oh, is yeah. it is so well done. So then he ends up having to work his way up the tower, kicks the door in. The guy shoots him. He shoots the guy, but then he falls back, hits his head, blood all on the back of his head, and that's one part where they clearly do cut. Yep. But I I love like the places that Sam Mendes clearly does cut. There's that scene. There's this. One scene, and, and you brought up this. This, it, it, admittedly, you said it was a nitpick, but I, I do get what you're saying. 
there's this point where they are kind of starting a journey, uh, getting off to the, like the main road, and they get under this um, uh, like not like a mine shaft. Um, it's it's a uh, um, kind of like uh, you know dug in the in the trenches like yeah it's barracks but it's in the ground. That's the best way I could put it. And in this, it's the total. It's like the evil cousin. It's like the Wario version of the rat in Endgame because this rat, this rat was just out to fuck up their day. Right. And he, he set up this tripwire and almost kills him. And they do this really cool thing with the sound editing where you hear a slight ring. And I just went, "Oh, that's fucking clever." Because if a bomb went off, yes, your ears would be ringing, fucking ringing. One, uh, uh, it's almost like a. It's like a flash grenade, but there's definitely, like, mm-hmm. kind of that element to it. And it leads to uh, uh, Corporal Blake having to really carry uh, Corporal Schofield and, like, lead him out to, like, the main to the main path. And, like, because his eyes are covered, and I was like, oh, my God, this is so intense. And he has to, uh, they both have to jump, uh, like, this little, like, gap. Yeah. And Corporal Schofield can't see. So he's like, you just have to trust me, jump. And... We're 15, like, we're, like, 20 minutes in. I mean, oh, man, this is how, like, it would, the concept, so I have a huge thing of heights. The concept of this jumping into the void and just falling scares the shit out of me. So when he jumped, I was like, please make it, oh, okay. (laughs) Like, like that really did give me, like, anxieties. I I was anxious the whole time watching this, and I have to give the movie a lot of credit for that. Um, The other thing, too, I have to say, once uh, Corporal Schofield gets shot and he wakes up, he ends up in these uh, like these almost like these uh, catacombs almost, and he meets this woman who who's got like a who's got like a maybe maybe a nine month old maybe uh, with her, and so it's like she's in this like you can't even call it a bed. It's basically like a like a couple blankets. It's like a blanket fort basically for this baby, and. Earlier in the movie, when uh, Corporal Blake died, he'd refilled his canteen with milk. And so the baby's hungry, crying. And she's like, yeah, he needs milk. And so it was very clever. Like, ah, he had this milk from earlier. And, yep. and it just, it, it gave me, it gives you this little small glimpse of humanity in war times that I just went, yeah, I really appreciate that. The other thing I appreciate is movie from really him climbing that bridge till he meets that woman, it's almost 20 minutes of silence. As far as, like, dialogue, there's yeah. really not a lot of talking. But the fact that the film is able to portray so much of this emotion and to keep the story going without speaking, it turns into, like, a little bit of a silent, almost like a silent short. And I went, wow, I really fucking appreciate that. And, um, you know, she's speaking, uh, she's speaking French, and... And so he's trying to, like, understand her, and she's telling him, like, look, like, please stay, you know, because uh, it's daytime, uh, or it's morning when he uh, he wakes up. She goes, you know, they'll see you. And he goes, no, I, I, have, to, I have to complete my mission. And the scene of him running from yeah. the room, oh, my God, you want to talk about just one of the most intense scenes I've seen all year? Because they are shooting at him, and these are not stormtroopers shooting <laughs> Like, he's been hit once already, so the concept that happens again, not far off, but he's just running through these spots, and he ends up stabbing uh, this one guy after, uh, like, covering his mouth and basically goes, like, 
hey, like, shut up. I'm giving you a chance here. And, of course, the guy's an asshole. And goes like, ah! And he just, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he doesn't go like that. But he ends up stabbing him. And his, um, his mate or whatever is basically kind of, like, in the corner working on something. So then he has to go and attack him after he chokes him to death. Yeah. Which, goddamn, man, like... Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do, man. Yeah, I mean, just oh, like oh, it's it's oh, it's so intense. But the whole scene where he's running from these bullets and ends up jumping like into this river, like called the Wild Star, <laughs> just plummets into the water. Uh, again, uh, hunters hate water, so I was like, oh god, he's jumping in the water, and oh my god. And that's when it leads to the whole uh, climb over the dead bodies thing. And, and that that shot in particular of just him getting out of the water and when he climbs over the bodies. <laughs> first of all, yeah, that is a correct reaction. Just <laughs> got, I mean, the, the thing that I appreciate, as, as fucked up as this is, you get the, uh, you get like the, like the, like the, almost like the swollen throat from something because yeah. they've been there for so long, you know? Like, just little details like that I appreciate it. But what I really appreciate about that is he gets out of the water after climbing over him and just breaks down. And I just went, yeah, he hasn't cried this whole time. Like... Right. I mean, even, even when Corporal Blake dies, he doesn't cry. Because he's immediately uh, confronted with uh, um, Mark Strong's men. Because yeah. it's literally at the same site. It's like he steps right past that house and boom, like, hey, are you okay? Like... Yeah. Shit. And also, too, like, that that whole thing with Blake lasts five more minutes. Yeah. Blake makes it. Yeah. Agreed. You know what I mean? Like, and it's crazy to think about the timing with all of that. And Oh, man, that poor guy. That no, poor guy. I mean, true. And, and, but just seeing him break down like that, you just you just want to give him a hug. First oh, absolutely. Off. You're like, oh, you poor bastard, you've been through it. So, of course, he does end up getting to um, uh, uh, stopping uh, the... Uh, well, kind of stopping the wave because some guys had already gone out. Well, he was a little late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because he because he was un- remember he was unconscious for like hours when he hit his head. That yeah, that is true. So I mean, he ends up um, he ends up getting there again. Does get there a little late, unfortunately. Uh, but what I really do appreciate about it is that when he does uh, end up finding Benedict Cumberbatch. Yep. Uh, who uh, he. He might need to make a sequel to this because Doctor Strange might take a little while, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, dude? Fuck. Ask Sam Mendes. Be like, hey, man, you just directed this real great visual movie. You want to do Doctor Strange? I mean, can't be worse than Spectre. <laughs> like, I would, like, honestly, I would throw I would throw a bone to Sam Mendes. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, you never know. I mean, now, I'm sure his asking price is going to go up because I think he's damn sure winning this Oscar. But, I mean, come on, Marvel. But when he does get the Benedict, first off, I think people forget because, you know, he has been wearing a cl- uh, the cloak of levitation for the last five years. I think people forget how great of an actor Benedict is because yes. he is just he is not about stopping this rain. He's like, nah, man. He's like, nope, everyone's ready. We got him on the run. Fuck you. Go away. But the it's like wh- I've already committed. I'm not stopping. Yeah. like I, I mean, admittedly blind arrogance. I mean, of course. When when is it? When is Benedict ever play someone arrogant? But I, <laughs> but I, I, but I do. I really appreciate that um, that juxtaposition of position being like, look, this is my platoon. Get the fuck out of here. And but him going like, look, I just came all this fucking way. You need to fucking listen. And the whole initial run. 
through the bunker, uh, through the bunkers to get to Benedict. That feels like its own little mini journey. Oh, itself. absolutely! Because he just pushes his way through people, and and he uh, jumps up in front of the uh, in front of the actual trenches. Yeah, yeah. War just is, straight up running. Yeah, war is Wonder Woman, you selfish bitch. But, <laughs> but damn, damn. What? I'm just saying, no man. You know, it's funny. The first time they they do say no man's land here, I did kind of like. <laughs> Oh well, the, the last World War One movie I saw was Wonder Woman. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like it made me kind of laugh. I went, man, if she was here, you would have beat all these casualties down. You just needed Steve Trevor and a crystal, apparently. <laughs> but, but that that whole run to Benedict, and you're right, they they do show it in the trailer. But even the trailer doesn't do it justice. Where he's just in the middle of the field running to go ahead and save time. You just see these bombs going off, and you're like, oh my god, please get there. And I'll be honest too, man, a, a thing I gotta give this movie credit for, I didn't know if he was gonna make it. I genuinely had no idea if he was gonna make it. I'm like, he might get it real close, and you know, he might Tennessee Titans this uh, in their last Super Bowl, get to a one-yard line, ball, boom, game over. Like, it's, like, it's possible. But, I mean, he does get there, and... The the elate the the elation on his face. I remember seeing that and going, "That's a powerful shot." Because he just kind of stands there for a second. Because uh, Ben, uh, I can't find Benedict's uh, name, uh, character's name. It was Mackenzie, wasn't it? I, I, that sounds right. But I remember he basically goes like, "Thank you," and goes like, "You know, not get the fuck out of here." And he's kind of just standing there like, "Like, can I get a second? It's been a it's been a long couple of days. <laughs> like, get seriously. Like, like, give me, give me, give me ten minutes. You know, I." So I, I appreciate that elation on his face of how he just kind of like goes, oh my god, I made it. Um, when he does talk to uh, the other uh, the, uh, the other Blake, uh, who's played by Richard Madden, your heart breaks for him because he does have to just tell him, like, look, this is this is what happened. And Richard Madden, I love the way he just goes, you know, uh, goes, you know I'm happy you were there. Uh, he asks... Very politely, my dad, you know, like, can I, I would love to write, like, you know, your it was, mom. It was his dying, his dying request. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, he asked, like, I, I would, I'd love to write your mom. Just to let him know that he didn't die alone. And you just see Richard Madden go, like, you know, pat him, you know, shake his hand. And he clearly goes off to cry. And you're just like, oh, my God. Like, it's just, it, there's so much emotion in this for being uh, right under two hours, an hour, 59 minutes. And... The last shot you really get is him sitting by, down by the tree, and he opens up the envelope, and you see that uh, that he was married. Yep, two kids. Yeah, and on the back of the letter said, you know, on the photograph said, you know, come back to us, it, or come back to me, I think is what it said. So, something like that, kind of come back to us, I believe. You know, and it basically goes to black, and it gives you this small hope. It, it gives you this 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 hopefulness. Because you just go like, okay, maybe he's gonna make it, but that last shot is just so simple and yet so powerful. I remember just going, wow, um, <coughs> um, you know, someone sitting by a tree, not uh, not destroying the universe, right? Before. <laughs> but, I mean, I when I saw that scene, man, I I flat out was like, this is a good spot to end it right here, and then yeah. it just literally cut to black. I was like, some bitch, this is yeah, 
it's wrapped up real real perfectly. Yeah, it it, it, it knew when to get out, which I yep. appreciate. I mean, it, it, it didn't it wasn't any longer than it needed to be. Yep. Which you cannot say for a lot of films now. It seems like a lot of films are either like even five minutes too long. It's like you could have cut it here, you know. My biggest but, my biggest <coughs> one that I always point to is the departed. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, like fifteen minutes too long. Yep. You know. Um but this was I, I thought I just thought this was if I was teaching a film class, this would be one of the first films I'd be like, all right, we're watching this, you're doing an essay on it. Because this is just, this is how you pace the film. This is how you make characters feel important with not a lot of dialogue, like a good amount, but not like, you it know. It wasn't fluff. Yeah, this isn't like a TED talk. Right, <laughs> you know, right. it, it's, 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 the, the dialogue feels important. So when people are talking, you are listening. Yep. And I, and I give the movie a lot of credit for that. Um, again, that speaks to the screenwriter. You know, I I want to I want to um, say her name one more time. Uh, so Sam Mendes did did help write it. Uh, but yeah, Christy Wilson Carnes is is credited for writing it as well. So I it, girl props like like genuine props. Like I it it was really like at the end of Bumblebee where I was like God, you I was like I, God, you guys just need a woman to figure this fucking shit out. Like yeah, you know. And I think she's helped write. One of the best war films I've seen ever. I mean, this is right up there with me with, uh, 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 with, uh, I almost said Full Metal Alchemist. That's not right. Uh, but, <laughs> but with a Full Metal Jacket, this is right there. This is better than Save Pride Ryan for me. Um, I, my only real complaints were the, the, the scene I talked about earlier with, uh, Corporal Blake. And then the rats do look, uh, in, in the trench scene. OJ pointed it out. It didn't didn't mean it was a nitpick, but I do get what he's saying. They do look like kind of rubbery. Yeah, they look know? a little cartoonish. Yeah, um, but you know that's I'm to Peter ruins everything. <laughs> but but they, I, they had an actual rat peeling something off some dead dude's face. My God. Oh man. Oh God. Oh God. You just made my skin. Well, that was the scene that I noticed it. I'm like, my God, it's doing that. But I was like, oh, it looks a little, little fake. Yeah. So, I mean, I you know, I get it. I, now, to be fair, you know, you do see some, like, dead animals and stuff here. And it, it, it we've been seeing the Call of the Wild trailer. It didn't, it didn't look... It, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it didn't look like that dog in Call of the Wild. No. Or, where I'm like, oh, man. I was like, oh, I didn't know, oh. I, was, didn't know I was playing Neopets. But, I, <laughs> but, but... Well, Harrison Ford had the mighty fall. Yeah, I, I, I hope it's good, but we'll so see. Will, but, uh, yeah, man, I mean, I was just wrapping up up here I, I I've had people ask why haven't we done our best stuff yet yet we'll have it up here um, at the latest first week of February but the reason why I wanted to wait is because I unfortunately did not get a screener for 1917 got a screener for pretty much everything else but 1917 and OJ will will, uh, will tell you I was, I was waiting I was like come on I was like come on screener and I I didn't get one I was like ah, fine but I'm happy. I'm actually happy I didn't get a screen for this because I was able to go out to the theater and fully support this and see it on the big screen. Uh, I might go see this again in IMAX. To, to to be completely honest, I don't know. I, I I don't think I could drink during. I actually did not. Ha I did not have. I didn't hit my pin or smoke or or um. I, I took okay. I took one little hit, but I didn't have any alcohol or anything because I really was like, this is a war film. Probably not the movie <laughs> to get high or anything in. I would tell you guys if you get a chance to see this in IMAX, go see it in IMAX. Because even seeing it at uh, at Cinemark, just you know, regular size, I was like, "Damn, this is impressive." IMAX might scare me, to be completely honest, but uh, I I'd, uh, I'd be willing to, to look at that or DFX. But uh, yeah, guys, this is 
an incredible achievement for film. Uh, this will be the movie I think Sam Mendes moving forward. This should be the first thing he uh, that's you know on his like from the director of you know. I would say 1917. That'd be that'd be the one I'd point to if I'm yeah. him. Um, I uh, I thought that Noah. Um, I'm blanking on his last name, but uh, for Marriage Story, I really thought he had uh, the best director kind of in his sights. Um, no, I think it's Sam Mendes for director. I think it's Sam Mendes is uh, a war to lose at this point. Um, I, I this is an incredible achievement. All the credit in the world to Sam Mendes and his team and the cinematography on this. Um, I actually I wanted to bring up the cinematography because um, oh uh, I'm blanking on his name. Um, um, so it's Roger. That's who it is. It's Roger uh, Dinkins. You know what else he's done, friend? What's that? Uh, I believe he did. Um, not was it Blade Runner? He did too. Um, yeah, you did Blade Runner 2049. Oh, nice! Because I was sitting there, I'm like, why do I know that name? Oh, wow, yeah, his cinema, okay, let's actually, okay, so he did cinematography for Hail Caesar, which I'm a huge fan, Sicario, uh, he helped on Sicario, Skyfall, uh, Rango, he was a consultant on Rango, uh, True Grit, good grief, Revolutionary Road, The Reader, Doubt, uh, no Country for Old Men. Oh, brother, where art thou? The uh, Jarhead. Uh, uh, a Beautiful Mind. Good grief. Uh, Big Lebowski. Was, oh shit. Yeah, uh, Fargo. God, Shawshank. God damn. Yeah, he's. Uh, yeah, Roger Dinkins. Uh, props, man. <laughs> yeah, you're. He he should win best cinematography because uh, th- this is one of the prettiest films I've seen in five years. I. I uh, God damn! Wow, that that's a hell of a list, man. Yeah, what, it is. What's your resume? Boop. <laughs> right. Um, I'm gonna give. I'll, I'll throw it to you last for your grade. But for me, if it's in case it wasn't clear, it's a fan fantastic. I think this is just a masterclass in the film. I will own this in 4K when it comes out, and I will have people over to watch it. Um, yeah. Uh, fan fantastic. Uh, okay. Final thoughts on your grade, sir? Yeah, man. Um, so. I agree. War is one of the trickier things to make a movie about these days, especially an older war where there's a little bit of a lack of emotional connection with people who are actively living today. That's a real. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a really good point. Son of God, God this, this is why I have you on. Yeah, well, I appreciate. Yeah, it. yeah, you smart bastard. <laughs> but um, but really though, um, there is a lack of connection on these kind of things, right? And I think. I think where this movie really succeeds in anything, it's completely character-driven. Yeah. Um, despite, you know, pretty special effects and everything like that, like with the, with you know, with how realistic gunfights look and all that stuff, the crashing of the plane, all of that, the bombing of the, uh, right in front of the trenches when he's at the very yeah. end. Like, all of it is gorgeous, right? But... It doesn't... I mean, you can make the argument that some of the stuff in that... Uh, um, whatchamacallit movie that was out recently... Um, that other war movie... Um, oh, um... That got shit on by the critics. Oh, why am I blanking on it? Um, it's got the guy from Deadpool in it. Oh, 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 um... Not, not Tolkien, that's not right. Uh, not uh, Midday, is that what about? Yeah, Midway. Midway, Midway. Yeah, so Midway's pretty also. Yeah. 
but you don't give a shit about the characters, so you're just like, well, this is just a fucking splatter of special effects. Yeah. Um, this is the complete opposite. Like, yeah. A, everything looks relatively practical, which I give this film a lot of credit which for. Which I don't know. And the budget on this was $90 million, which I think is low for how this looked. To yeah. be honest, I was like, $90 million? I thought it'd be at least... I'd be like more 135 ballpark mm-hmm. for me, but yeah. But uh, so everything and the fact that it's you go from long shot to long shot to long shot um, with the one takes or what appear to be one takes, um, it makes you way more immersed. Agreed. Because you don't have you know, cuts to adjust with your eyes or anything like that. Like, oh, I'm looking at this new scene now, even though the characters are still in it, but the camera's in this opposite direction. So now it gives me something flashy to look at. No, the the psychic distance is on these two guys. And, like, you are, you're attached to their hip the entire time. Yeah. Um, and primarily uh, Showfield because of the fate of poor Blake. Um, but it doesn't change the fact that that's how close you are. It's them and the everything that's happening around them. They have, you know, the one goal, everything else is insanity going on. That's kind of why you stick to them. And in a way, you can relate yourself because as one gigantic metaphor, because, you know, we don't have, well, okay, let me rephrase. The majority of us do not have a concept as to what war is like, even in the slightest degree. All we know is our own personal hells that we deal with on a daily basis if you're stuck in a job or anything like that. Because of those feelings of, I'm stuck out here and this sucks, you empathize with both of these guys automatically, and that's what carries you through with them. And you root for them for that reason. And I... But I play Call of Duty. I know what war is like. Dude. I, I'm, I'm kidding. No, no, I know you are. But, uh, God. I, it just blows my mind because some people think like that. True. But this movie, like, I make no bones about um, my love for Joker. Yeah. Um, I saw it in theaters three times. Having seen more to a marriage story, I see why it's getting the attention it does get. Yeah. I would be rooting normally for Joker to kind of take take home a bunch of awards. Yeah. Honestly, I'm in 1917's corner. Um, like, flat out. I want it to win fucking everything. Fair. Because this is not your average, like, how do I put this? People talk about Oscar bait a lot. They do. Um, what was the movie that uh, Steve Carell did that was clearly Oscar? Oh, uh, Welcome to Marwin. Right. Yeah. Right. Clearly not that good. Yeah. No. Right. No. But that's what its intent is to yeah. create something that could possibly put him into said contention. Con- concussions, another example. Yeah, concussion is another example. Here's the thing: even if, even if these two guys. Neither one of them get nominated for Best Actor or even Supporting. Yeah. Um, that doesn't change the fact that this is the best movie of 2019. Wow. Like, flat out. Okay. I, I and For my money, because it's an achievement in actual filmmaking, um, again, with the long shots, like on an actual level of, of not tech, but the actual production-wise, Yeah. Um, this is a marvel. It really is. Yeah. Um, it's 
the storytelling is really well done. One person we didn't talk about, um, the guy who plays Moriarty in Sherlock. Yeah. So he, he was a surprise. He was, and he shows up in the beginning, and he like blesses them, like with the little from the <laughs> little bit from the flask that he had. Yeah. Which is a nice touch, because even with all the craziness around him, people still like it shows you that real people are still leaning on beliefs and luck and superstition and everything like that because you can even tell he like Moriarty because that's what I gotta call him um, he looks so defeated in half the shit that he's saying that when he blesses them both I don't think he believes it he's just hoping for luck yeah and that's a difference maker in terms of you you have movie tropes right and you have stereotypical characters that kind of action breaks him away from a stereotype yeah. This movie could have really leaned into some weird stereotypes regarding war films True. that I'm so glad it didn't do. Yeah. Um, not only is it a fan-fucking-tastic, I would like to possibly give it a fantastic, fan-fucking-tastic plus. Okay. I We've never had one of those, but I'll allow for this I one. appreciate <laughs> it, man, because I'm sitting here thinking about it, man, like, even if I don't own it, yeah. Because I have to ask myself, how often do I want to see this in order for me to own it? And that's fair. Because this is an intense film. Yes, it is. I don't know if I could subject myself to it a lot, but you cannot say you like movies and not see this. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And I don't say that about every film. I think AFI would put this in their top 100. Oh, 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 yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is one of those. I don't even dare say top 50. Okay. I really would. This isn't, by God, this is an excellent film. I, so and I. the score is amazing, too. The score So, I want, this is where I'm torn. Because I'm blanking on her, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to have to look it up. Because it's going to bother me if I don't uh, 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 remember it. Um. Uh, what's her name? Um, I, I I can't think. I I can't find her name. But um, but the girl who won for Joker, uh, the woman who won won for Joker for like the score. Oh really? Yeah. Um, she. I really. Um, there we go. I'm gonna butcher the hell out of this. Uh, uh, Hilder uh, Groniter is what I'm gonna go with. She. I was happy she won because I really am. A, I really enjoyed the hell out of the score for Joker. I think the music works really well um, outside of that one song, but yeah. but um, I thought she did a great job with the score. As long as nineteen seventeen or Joker wins for original score, I'll be stoked. I would in a perfect world that one of the two would win. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I thought the score and, and the thing is the score isn't overbearing in this movie like it is in a lot of war films. To be honest, I think I think I think I think it can get almost preachy. Yeah, to a abso- point. absolutely, man. Because they all have got those like themes, you know, those yeah. epic scale themes, and this is this doesn't even have the slightest bit of that. All the music is there to do is enhance the situation. Like Agreed. when he's running uh, in the early morning or night uh, in the. You know, in the real bombed out town. Yeah. The music that accompanies him with that, my God. Yeah, it's 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 incredible. It, it, the, the scene where he's running to get the Benedict, Benedict's uh, character, and, and the score kind of gets almost like 
uh, quasi hopeful, but the like, someone like the score doesn't want to commit because it doesn't want to let you know if he gets there or not. Like there's these little things. I went, oh my god, like this was so meticulously laid out clearly by someone who I'm sure was thinking, yeah, it'd be cool to win an Oscar, but clearly just had a passion for this project. So I give a lot of credit to Sam Mendes' team there. But um, yeah, I, I thought this was just. I, I'm I'm having to rework my best of list again. Like I, I, I I've been saying on the podcast last month or so. I, I wasn't we weren't gonna do our best of till I saw nineteen seventeen. Now I can finish it. Now I can get it done. But uh yeah, I thought this was just this was incredible uh, achievement by everyone involved. So um yeah, so guys, nineteen seventeen, have you seen it? Let us know what you thought in the comments below. Um before we get into uh, my stuff. OJ, where the can the people find you, sir? Yeah, you can totally find me on Twitter at the O to the J, that is T-H-E, uh, the letter O, the number two, uh, T-H-E, and then J. Um, you can also uh, find me on SoundCloud, uh, on SoundCloud with On The Fly at, uh, with KJ and myself. Our communal twi- Twitter is at KJ and OJ spelled out. And uh, my Twitch channel is uh, twitch.tv backslash uh, o and the number two and the J. Oh yeah, you you uh you streaming anything here soon? Or? Uh tomorrow I'm back at it. I was okay. feeling a bit worn down this week, but back at it tomorrow. Nice man. Uh, any idea what you're gonna stream? I don't know. I might hop on tonight and do some like, maybe some Sonic. Okay. Or something like that. Nice. Maybe I've decided. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but uh, and then guys, you can go ahead and, and please go ahead and like us on Facebook at the Real Pineapple. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at J Hunter Real Pineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at Nearman the First, and you can follow Colin on Twitter at the Real. That's R E E L O'Neill. And you can go and find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher and spotify at the real pineapple don't forget to like share and subscribe uh guys thank you so much for listening we'll have reviews up this week for um i'm 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 talking about the morbius trailer tomorrow so that will be <laughs> i yeah man I'm gonna, <laughs> we'll see i mean i showed you that one image and i went oh like yeah. i i just i just don't like i said if if this movie is good i'll be the first one to be like hey I'm willing to eat crow. Because, again, I thought the Joker movie was a bad idea. Um, don't love it as much as some people did. Gave it a B plus. Stand by the fact I think Joaquin gave one of the best performances of the year. I think he's... I still don't think he's winning, but he gave one of the best performances of the year. Um, just that scene in his house alone uh, with the uh, short person and the guy interrogating him, that scene alone is one of my favorite in film for the past year. Um, it's it's For me, it's the the Murray Franklin show scene. Yeah, no, and that scene's great, too. Like, but I just remember that that last part of can you reach the door, can you get the door for me? Yeah, yeah. That, that kind of just made me go, like, ah, so I... But anyways, um, yeah, so look, all I have to say, if, I'm, if I even go in the movie thinking it's going to be bad and it's great, I, I'll be the first one to say it. Um, this movie does not have a actor the caliber of Jared Leto in it. So I think this movie is in so much goddamn trouble I can't even put in the yeah. words. Um, I, I think it's going to be a lecture bad if I'm being completely honest. Like I think it's going to be that level of oh man, they should have made this. Actually, I, actually, I ooh, I think it'll be worse than Aquaman. Oof. 
I think it will be in Suicide Squad territory. I, I really do believe that, man. I the, hate Suicide Squad. Yeah, I'm not a fan either, but I, I just, I think this is gonna be, I think this is gonna be worse than people's even worse dreams. Yeah. I, like, the only way they could somehow save this is if Sony and Marvel worked out a deal and Blade shows up at the very end mid credit and shoots him. Like, I'd be like, hooray! Like, Mahershala! <laughs> like, or, you know, not even Blade, just Mahershala shows up with one of his Academy Awards just being here. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm like, great. <laughs> no, 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 no. They actually bring Wesley Snipes back for this one. And they're like, oh my god, Blade, we missed you. What will you do next? Reboot. Winks <laughs> <laughs> okay. to the camera and that's it. Okay, I'd, I'd be fine with that too. But I, I just, I don't think it's going to be good. But again, we'll see. So we'll have, I'll have a review up for Morbius tomorrow uh, evening, as well as a review up for <laughs> Bad Boys for Life this weekend, which I'm excited for. Yes. I hope it's good. And I'll have a review up as well for Just Mercy. I'm going to watch that here at this week at some point. Um, and then lastly, <laughs> I'm going to have a review for Doolittle because Colin said, I have a new baby. I'm not seeing Doolittle. So I said, fine, I'll go suffer. So I'm seeing that Thursday night, uh, <laughs> which, hey, I, I'm using my free pass. <laughs> so, at least, so at least there's that. But well, like, don't little. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I got it looks bad, man. It does, man. Like, I, come on, Robert Downey Jr. That's the thing, man. I, I, I told you how they can save it, though. If if, if they pulled a uh, beer fest and he's playing Doolittle Stark and that's Fing Fing Foo, yeah. it's like, <laughs> like that dragon is him. It's like, oh my god, they're doing the Mandarin right. But like, Dude, so I, because uh, you know we talked about that tiger. Yeah. Because of how bad that tiger yeah, looks. Yeah, it does not look. The tiger in Aladdin looks way better. Yeah, it does. I think, I think the tiger on the poster of Life of Pi looks better than, <laughs> right. than Yeah, I like I said, do a little, like, Rob Downey Jr., he's a charismatic dude, but, I, I mean, John Cena is playing, what, a panda, I think, or something? Oh, God. Like, clear, of course he is. Clear, clearly one <laughs> that hates marriage. And, <laughs> and, but yeah, they have, like, Tom Holland and, like, Octavia Spencer. I'm like, and, like, Keegan-Michael Key. Like, they have all these, like... Big name actors. To be fair, Keegan will do like almost any job. I mean, he just did playing with fire. So I mean, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, fair. Probably him and John Cena were like, okay, we'll do this and we'll do Doolittle. We'll get through this together. We'll get drunk on set all the time. Probably Keegan, Michael Key, John Cena, RV, roll <laughs> But. I'd yeah, pay to see that. Yeah, I mean, I would do, but I just, I, I don't think Doolittle's going to be good. Like, if I, like, I gave Like a Boss a C-, minus. if I give Doolittle less than I give Like a Boss, it's going to be a very confusing start to the year. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, man. Like, this could be Shaggy Dog bad. Because remember, he, he wasn't... Could. He wasn't a Shaggy Dog reboot they did with Tim Allen. He was. So, I mean, this could be... Oh, RDJ. I, yeah, but... RD don't. But, but we'll see. But, guys, thank you so much for your support. We love you guys. OJ, thank you for being on. I appreciate you. Thank you, sir. And, uh, yeah, have a good night, guys. Take care.